Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Steve, your host. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This podcast is about how to be a better you. Sometimes we interview a variety of people to help you to look at things from a different perspective. Sometimes I talk with my co-host, Keith Brown, who is a Marine veteran and theologian. Together with a therapeutic view or a theologian point of view, we try to give you fresh ideas how to look at things in a different perspective. Hey, welcome back to the show, Keith. I think last week we talked about uh, reactivity. Being reactive. Yes, that wasn't a quick reaction I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs) So you played into it very well. Thank you. So reactions. We're so reactive that we don't sit and think about impulse control. Being able to self-regulate our emotions. We're allowing emotions to just go rampant. And so we tend to escalate and then we don't think about the consequences afterwards. What do you think about that? I think it's probably, if I reflect on that for a moment, <laughs> it's, it's probably something uh, you know akin to the idea of hunter gatherers and maybe feeling threatened a lion's going to eat our lunch and uh, and we might we might end up eating his lunch and so we react so i think sometimes in life in um, the modern day here is uh, we feel threatened and so we burst out of our skin and out of our mind and get a little bit reactive thinking that you know something eminent danger is about to happen to us when the the fact is it's probably not that bad. We could probably take the time to just calm down and think about how things are. Maybe maybe things aren't quite as bad as what we often make them out to be. Yeah, but uh, let's let's apply this to relationship. A podcast we talked about men needing respect and the reactivity that can happen in a relationship. So my philosophy is if a man respects himself, he doesn't need respect. Because he'll maintain, he'll maintain that composure mm-hmm. and he'll respect himself not to cross a term or a boundary that he's set. For example, a term should be a man not displaying his anger in front of a woman. Now, have, have, have we done that? I mean, Milo's being angry in the background. I hear uh, Milo, yes. Yeah, so when you think about anger in a relationship, You know, I've displayed anger, but then I processed and thought about it way before I become a therapist. And when I became a therapist, I learned how to manage that more effectively. And what I found is, is that in my own introspection, that anger stems from fear. When you really think about it and get down to the basis, fear stems to be the root of all problems in relationships, even with ourself and with the other individual. A sense of a loss of control. Correct. So what I just did with you is just validated 
what you just said. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times in relationships, men don't do so well in validating a woman's feelings. What do you think? Well, my experience with my wife is that I could do better validating. And matter of fact, I think that's probably one of the central challenges that we have to deal with frequently. You know, fortunately, she knows I love her. But the knowledge, the intellectual knowledge of knowing that I love her is not the same thing as the experiential um, moments that we share together that, that reveals that love. And if if the intellectual aspect of it is present, but the emotional aspect of it is absent, that feels like a violation. And at that point, it's easy for either one of us or both of us to, to react negatively in some manner. Well, it goes back into that childhood hurt sometimes. We, we sometimes have buried that inside. And so it's what I call in therapy, a landmine. We unknowingly step on these landmines and the other in, in our partner that we forget. We don't know until it arises to be a problem. But instead of men or women dismissing, we have to validate it. We I need like to you, recognize. I like how you called it a landmine. And those things, yeah, we're surprised. We're like, I can't believe that you just blew up like that. We inadvertently triggered a landmine, maybe by both parties being either insensitive or overly sensitive. In other words, we've lost our balance. And so when we lose our balance, either being insensitive or overly sensitive, we light off landmines. And and that's where we have to start beginning to validate one another's feelings and, and, and really being able to uh, acknowledge. And, And this is where I say that women need to teach men how they need to be treated. And the reason why I go there is because there's been a paradigm shift. Men need to step up to the plate and be men and start being fathers and mentoring their children. I'm saying most of the men need to do this. I'm not calling out all the men because there are some good men out there that do take care of what they need to take care of. Yeah. I think one of the, one of the things that's really interesting here, Steve is there's a lot of good men out there that have the heart, but maybe don't know how to play the game, if you will. And, And not that it's a game, but just because a man doesn't exhibit the correct behavior doesn't mean he doesn't have the right heart. Most men are going to care about their wives. Most men are going to care about their children, but we have incredibly poor listening skills. Mm. And um, if we can get the men to slow down for a moment and to think, now, do I want to be a good husband? Most men are going to say, yes. Do I want to be a good father? Most men are going to say, yes. Have we been equipped to be good husbands? Probably not as many people can say yes. Have we been equipped to be good fathers? Not as many men can say yes. And so I think one of our goals is to help people be equipped 
And that's going to begin with some understanding, which means instead of being reactive, we have to be thoughtful and introspective and considerate not only of ourselves, but of our, our wives, our children, our families, our friends, neighbors, and be considerate that maybe there's some things that we don't understand and maybe there's some things that we don't see. No, I, I agree with you. And I, I, it's not that I, we're trying to bash men or women or relationships. Is we have to bring to the forefront of what's happening. Men don't know how to lead. Most men don't know how to lead. Let me rephrase that. And sometimes we don't know how to follow. That's true. And I've always said in, in couples therapy that women need to manage the relationship. Men need to lead the relationship. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and, and, and what happens is, is that men have become reactive. It's like it goes back to that first uh, podcast or last week's podcast talking about being reactive. This is the reason why I express that if a man respects himself, he doesn't need respect. So he knows the boundaries of the confines of what he needs to do is to lead the relationship. He doesn't go to the woman and say, hey, where are we at in this relationship? That's, that's, that's her to manage. He, he's got to lead that relationship. I'm not saying dictating. I'm not saying being tyrannical or narcissistic into the relationship. I'm saying he needs to lead her and manage her emotions carefully so that he doesn't become reactive where it steps on that landmine and she becomes explosive and all of a sudden, he doesn't know what's going on, and the two argue, and they don't know why they're arguing in the first place. You ever had that happen? Now, you said manage her emotions. Is he managing her emotions, or is he managing his own emotions? What, what I mean is that when she becomes reactive on her emotion, okay, he manages that by not ignoring it, validating her feelings. So now we're kind of regulating her emotions by saying, wow, that sounds really tough. I apologize that my action hurt you in such a way that I wasn't aware. Thank you for bringing this out so that I can modify my behavior so that it doesn't hurt you anymore. Okay, that's what the man is that, conveying that, to the woman. Yeah, that's managing her emotion. But when he manages his emotion, it's he's got to he's got to manage that internal anger that's going on. That he's got to he can't take these things personal. And yes, it's easy to take things personal, but that's where you have to dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. And that's hard when you have some emotion to express and somebody shuts you down immediately. That doesn't help. So ever since I realized that internal childhood hurt. That lion mind is off now. So a man has to manage his emotions, but also manage his wife by understanding and validating how she feels. So it's it's understanding what we have to do to being able to understand our childhood hurts, not become so reactive when it comes to our discussions. If a man can compose himself, manage his emotions, 
being able to manage her by understanding what she's trying to convey, we can have a healthy relationship. Now, we kind of talked about men. Let's kind of touch on that woman subject here. Mm, okay, going to be interesting. Right. Uh, two, guys, two guys talking about women. Right. Women want to be understood. Sometimes it's difficult for a woman to express how she feels because sometimes she doesn't know how she feels. Her mind's like spaghetti. It's all over the place. And what I mean is, is I got to get groceries. I got to feed the bills. Oh, wait a minute. Talking about bills. I got to feed my husband bill. Wait a minute. We're supposed to have a date night. Oh, wait a minute. I don't have anything to wear. Oh, crap. I got to go to Walmart and go pick up something here. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot about doctor's appointment. So their mind is all over the place that sometimes they can become emotional when men don't step up to the plate to help out around the house. I think I might get emotional with all that going on. (laughs) So when you think about, you know, sometimes when a man doesn't do what a woman's asking him to do, she steps into that masculine role that pisses her off. Because say that a, again? If a man does not step into the role of helping around the house. Okay. Right. What happens is that she steps into the masculine emotional role that ticks her off further. Because now I have to take care of things that my husband should have been taking care of. So she becomes explosive. And the man sees it as, oh my gosh, you're nagging me. And he gets upset. She gets upset. And now all of a sudden, communication shut down. And then complain, well, she doesn't have sex with me. Well, of course not. She's shut down. She's shut down emotionally because you're not providing a safe environment for her to be in. Oh, I think you just you just said something really key right there. I call it painting the canvas. Ah, explain. Um, so I think, you know, as as men, to really be the kind of men that are gonna have a healthy family, we we have some things to reclaim. And, and with that, some responsibility. And, and I'm trying to learn to do this myself, but, and it, this, is, this is a heavy burden. But my, one of my main jobs is to provide a safe canvas for my wife to paint her life on, a safe mm-hmm. canvas for my children to paint, um, you know, paint their life on. So my job is to help provide the canvas and the paints, but my job is not to paint their story, (coughs) excuse me, but to provide a safe place where their story can be painted. And I think a lot of times we haven't provided that safe place. That safe place is provided by being patient, by listening and, hey guys, being showing some empathy so you had mentioned steve when you were getting started with us here today that a woman wants to be understood guys our our number one job isn't 
for us to be understood. Our number one job is to understand our wives and our children. And only after that we exhibit that kind of a behavior, that kind of a leadership, will we be understood. Our wives will understand us after we exhibit and do some role modeling about how to understand other people. Our children will understand us as men better after we show that we're willing to listen and understand who they are. We mentioned something else in the last, the last segment last week, something that uh, was called shadow banning. You mean ghosting? Ghosting. So I think shadow banning is another name for it. But um, yeah, ghosting is we ghost each other. And when we're, when we're ignoring each other and we're not paying attention to each other, we're not listening to each other, not we're making an appropriate reply to each other, then we're ghosting each other and we're feeling ignored. That means the canvas has been, <laughs> someone took a, somebody took a razor blade knife and cut a hole in the canvas and you can't paint there anymore. And so our wives and our children, or maybe it's a friend or a neighbor or somebody in the community, that means we've been violated in one way or we're feeling violated, we're feeling rejected, we're feeling judged, we're feeling as if we're not cared for. And so we wanna, in order to restore that, we have to have open, honest communication. And I would say, Steve, my thought on this is it has to be, it, it's an absolute must. And we so often leave the women to carry this burden. It is the man's role to listen. It is the man's role to understand. He is to be strong. He is to be courageous and provide safe canvas for his family to live out their life. And only after he listens and can show empathy and understanding and gain some insight, will that be returned to him? It's wrong for us to expect that to be given to us initially. We need to be the first ones to show up and listen. Well, you, you, you think about dating. Keith, when, when we start dating women, that attention's there. And she is uh, more in tune because why? He's communicative. He's showing that he desires her, right? So all the right behaviors and words are all there for her. The, the, the problem stems from is, ah, I got her now. And so we give it about six months. And the walls start coming down and the behaviors are now displayed. And I've dealt with women in counseling who say, well, I feel stuck. I don't know if I want to get out of it now because they're afraid of being alone. So they'd rather be in a toxic relationship than being alone. And that's what we call codependency. Mm -hmm. And and for women who are codependent, I usually suggest in therapy to read the book Codependent No More. Uh, you know, uh, Christine in a podcast about toxic hell talks about that how it helped her to get out of her toxic relationship. So when you think about relationships and being able to be communicative, there has to be a common ground here. We have to stop trying to say a win-win or a win-lose, I mean, sorry, having a win-lose situation. 
we need to have conversations that are a win-win. It's being able to understand each other and being able to work through it. It's funny because I had a guy who was complaining about his wife laying on the couch, just scrolling on her cell phone. And I said, okay, what's wrong with that? Well, the house is dirty. Okay. I said, what do you think needs to be done? Well, she needs to change. Oh, okay. When's the last time you made a baby bottle? When's the last time you cleaned the house? So I kept going a little further. I can see his demeanor change a little bit. And I say, who needs to change? And he lowers his head as I do. Yeah, it, it is. It's, we, we men need to be the first ones that are willing to make the change. And when men make that change, the marriage change. Yeah, there's still some tweaking to do, but the marriage has improved because he's improved. Now, women can become cantankerous by holding on to the past. I've always, I've, I've learned that when women say things two or three times to a man, it's not resolved with her. And as men, we need to figure out how to resolve that so she's not repeating herself over and over again in various ways. So what you're talking about there is like painting on the canvas is you're making sure that you're providing the resources that are needed so that the canvas, so she can paint on the canvas in a way that presents something beautiful, um, not only to you, but to herself first. And one of the best ways to help, and you were kind of hitting on it there, if you want, you know, if you want your house to be cleaner, wash the dishes set the tone if you want if you want your wife to speak to you with more honor dignity and respect then be the first one to express honor and dignity and respect when you come home you can walk in and tell your wife you know hey i don't you know i don't think you should lay there on the couch and scroll through your phone and watch netflix all day um that's probably not going to accomplish what your goal is but no, you, you just caused uh, World War II here going or World War III going on. Um, you know, our time is about up, and so I need to wrap this up. But you're absolutely right. We've got to paint a canvas or allow the woman to paint her canvas because when she's allowed to do that and create it a safe place, she's going to be communicative. She wants to do things with you. And she's going to, she's going to paint something beautiful. Oh, heck yeah. And that's the reason why we need to start learning how do we validate one another's feelings and have win-win conversations so we can understand. But what happens, Keith, is that fear sets into the relationship that makes us stop communicating, that makes us fearful of rejection and abandonment because I'm afraid of what if I say something, you're going to leave. And maybe that's another topic that we need to reserve for another time is how to reduce fear in a relationship. So Keith, thanks again for a great conversation and uh, we'll catch up next time. Hey, God bless. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind.